Hey guys, this is Ryan from My Fishing Cape Cod and welcome to a brand new season of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. Now these podcasts will be with local bait and tackle stores, including the Goose Hummock Shop in Orleans, Red Top Sporting Goods in Buzzards Bay, Riverview Bait and Tackle in South Yarmouth, Eastman Sport and Tackle in Falmouth, among other bait shops and special guests which you'll find out about as the season progresses. What you're about to listen to now was first published for members of MyFishingCapeCon.com last Friday morning, May 5th, over on our website. I wanted to make it available to you now here on iTunes and Spotify because it still contains a lot of very helpful information. But as we move through this podcast season, if you want the latest podcasts, then please visit MyFishingCapeCon.com, join us as a member, and you'll get access to these shows immediately as soon as they go live and that way you'll get them every friday morning right before the weekend and hopefully it'll help you have a great 2023 season so with that out of the way let's now dive in to today's show welcome to the my fishing cape cod podcast the my fishing cape cod podcast is your local source for the latest news and information on fishing cape cod now here's your host kevin collins Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast brought to you by Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. This is your host, Kevin Collins, back with you for another exciting fishing season here on Cape Cod. It's a thrill to be back with everybody. This is our ninth or tenth season doing this podcast. I kind of lose track of the years. I'm sure Ryan will keep me honest on that, but really excited to launch another season. We're going to have a show every week or so for you as we head through this fishing season from May into the month of October. So we're going to be full go with an awesome panel of guest experts in store for you today. Action-packed as always, we're going to be led off by MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. Next up will be Bruno Demir from our title sponsor, Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. After Bruno, we'll be joined by first-time podcast guest AJ Coots from down at Red Top Sporting Goods in Buzzards Bay. We will then hear from our good buddy Sam Mullen from down behind the counter at the beautiful Goose Hummock Shop in Orleans. After Sam, we'll have another first-time podcast guest. We'll welcome Lee Bover into the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast, and Lee is from down at Riverview Bait and Tackle in South Yarmouth. And last but not least, we'll check in with Eddie Kuyumjian of Monomoy Tackle. So now that we've introduced the guests for today's program, let's talk a little bit about what you can expect from today's show. We're going to hit on the first slot striped bass arriving in the waters surrounding Cape Cod. We're then going to talk about the red hot tatog bite happening in Buzzards Bay. And we'll even talk a little bit about what's to come with the haddock fishery here in the month of May. And of course, we'll have some freshwater reports as well for the kettle ponds of Cape Cod. So without further delay, let's welcome in our first guest. Ryan, welcome to the show for the first time this year. Thank you, Kevin. Great to be back. Good to hear your voice. And here we are again, another fishing season. 2023, the summer is right around the corner. We're in the beautiful month of May on Cape Cod, and our podcast season is just kicking off, Ryan. We've got an action-packed show today. Can you tell folks a little bit about what they can expect from the podcast this season? Our goal is to publish a new podcast every Friday. should be a really great show this year, and I'm looking forward to getting it going. Well, I know the the question everybody wants me to ask you, Ryan, so far this spring is, have you had a chance to do any fishing, maybe for some Tatog? 
yeah, Kevin, um, you know, my saltwater season started just a few weeks ago. And to give you an example of how the forum can be beneficial, somebody had started a thread about the MMA video camera that they have. They have an underwater camera over at Mass Maritime. And they posted a link to the video feed. And I, I had no idea this even existed. And on the feed, you could see Tatog literally live on the video. So seeing that in the forum got me all pumped up. And the very next day, I was out there on Buzzards Bay with Mike Osborne, who's a member from the site, who had also seen that footage that was shared inside our forum. And we did really well on the talk. We had to move around a little bit, but we ended up anchoring over some rocks and boulders in about 16 feet of water. There's a nice current moving through, and we got a bunch of tog up to 22 inches. And the, the action just continued. The next week, we had our first group fishing trips of the year, and we went out and hit up some more popular bottom fishing spots out around Cleveland and all the popular areas. And we did very well on tog again. It was almost like a, a tog blitz, if you, if you could call it that. Real quick limits. And then on the way back in on, I think, April 28th, we caught a 30-incher off of the uh, Mattapoisett area. And I heard that there's been some really nice schools of bass already in Buzzards Bay. And it seems like most of the fish that I'm hearing about are 30 inches and up. I've heard about quite a few slot fish that have been taken, which is really surprising this early in the year. So that's my long-winded answer to your question. But to sum it all up, the tog bite this spring has been great. And the stripers, the quality of the fish that have been showing up so far, I think is bigger than the average. Yeah, I know generally, Ryan, when you're to tog fishing, you, you like the togzilla jigs and, and sometimes uh, baited with green crab is a, a popular choice for everybody. Is that what the striper happened to hit that day? No, we were cruising back and Colin picked up some birds on the radar and we just went right over and there were bass feeding beneath the birds. Not sure what they were feeding on, but we ended up catching that striper on a paddle tail. But you can catch stripers on the green crabs. And, you know, you mentioned the Togzilla jigs. And we did a little experiment, which I thought was interesting. We put down whole crabs on the jig, no bites at all. But as soon as you cut the crab in half and get the juices flowing out, that's what would produce the bites. So I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, you would think the tog would have no trouble just coming over and crushing a whole crab. But it really seems like, you know, you got to cut them in half and get the juices flowing in order to get a bite. Yeah, and I, I'm guessing you didn't have to chum at all. Uh, you were just probably anchored up or, or hovering over one piece of structure? I think chumming can definitely help, but the bite has been so good that we haven't had to do it. And actually, I did put down a chum pot with a GoPro camera on the top of it and captured some footage doing that. But again, it wasn't like necessary in order to get bites. And unfortunately, I ended up losing the chum pot and the camera. It got stuck in some rocks and boulders. Oh, no. How, how much water were you in at the time? Uh, that day, we were in about 22 feet of water. 
you know, everybody's joking about swimming down there yeah. and getting it. But when the water's 52 degrees, I don't think so. Not going to happen. Yeah, also a little a little too deep probably to go snorkeling, I would say. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that good of a swimmer to, to pull that off. Now, you mentioned Captain Colin Lundholm. Is he going to be back with us for the duration of the season doing the group trips? Yes, we've got a whole bunch of group trips already booked up. I'll be adding more as demand requires. So, yeah, it's great. You know, those group trips are awesome. I've gone on two of them so far, and it's just a great opportunity for me to meet new people, and it's always a good time. He's pretty plugged in, so I don't want to say it's a guarantee that you'll catch a fish, but it's pretty much as close as to a guarantee as I can provide. All right, Ryan, sounds like we're off to a great start to the season in 2023, and we look forward to catching up with you on next week's edition of the podcast. Sounds good, Kevin. Thank you very much. Well, up next on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. Bruno, how are you today? I'm doing great. Nice to be back on the podcast. That means that the season started, and I am psyched. Well, the first thing I got to ask you about is what's the deal with the Gaviota? I know she's got to be almost close to ready for you to get her in the water. Yeah, she is ready to go. I'm actually picking her up tomorrow from Situate. Uh, we're the good guys up there. Situate Boat Works, they went through it and made sure mechanically she's sound and ready for the season. And what's so, the updated measurements on the Gavi now? You added a little bit of length, right, to the stern? Yeah. Uh, she's now 30 and a half feet. She used to be 28 feet. And uh, she looks great. I'm getting a lot of compliments. And uh, um, and she's riding great. So looking forward to a great season with her. Now, I know you haven't been out on the Gavi fishing yet, but that doesn't mean you haven't been out at all. I understand you get a chance to get out with Cousin Eddie to go tog fishing? Yes. Uh, my first fishing trip in New England was with Eddie. I did some fishing down in Florida over the winter, but the first trip for New England was with my cousin Eddie. Uh, we went out on his beautiful Steigercraft. I love that boat. And we did some talk fishing right in Buzzards Bay. And how was the bite, Bruno? I'm hearing good things from over in Buzzards Bay. It was a very early bite. You had to, you, you had to get out there pretty early. I think the tide had a lot to do with it, with good water flow. Um, but it was it was lights out tog fishing up until about 9 o'clock, 9.30. Then it kind of died down. Uh, but we had some great tog fishing with fish up to 21 inches, cutting the legs off the crabs we were using and throwing them in the water. I mean, they were, they were biting every crab we dropped down. Uh, I'm sure if we kept every exact 16-inch fish, we, you know, we would have limited out. But uh, we, we, you know, the, you, you only want to take as much as you can eat. So uh, everyone went home with a good amount of fish. And then we had a really interesting surprise, Kevin, while we were tog fishing. It was a foggy day, so we couldn't see much, but we could hear birds in the background as the fog kind of started clearing up we could see the birds and they were on top of a feed and that feed started moving closer and closer to our boat next thing you know they were right under the boat we could see 30 inch class striper uh busting on bait 
and um, you know we taught we weren't prepared for it. So and still being rusty from the winter, we we threw some some lures at them. I missed the bite. Uh, I pulled the pulled the bite right out of the fish's mouth. But um, they moved through pretty quickly, and then they just swam off to the point where we couldn't really cast into them, and we didn't bother chasing them because the tog bite was so hot that we just kind of uh, stayed on anchor. But uh, but it was good to see that you know there's some big striper already in Buzz's Bay working their way around. And could you tell Bruno at all what they were up on top eating and what those birds were working on by any chance? Unfortunately, not. I we nobody could really tell what they were on. Um, it wasn't really big bait. It was something small that they were on. But they're they're here. I mean, the stripers official, and I'm seeing guys catching them in Buzz's Bay and seeing a bunch of uh, folks posting it. And but you know, I saw them with my own eyes right under the boat. I mean, there was a good slot fish. Uh, school just swimming through Buzz's Bay, um, smashing bait with birds on top. I mean, it was it was it was an awesome scene that so early in the season. I mean, you know, I even got a report yesterday of a buddy um, catching a 29 inch striper right inside Cape Cod Bay. So Cape Cod Bay is 46 degrees right now. So the, you know they're, they're moving in. So uh, get out there and catch them because they're here. Yeah, that's really encouraging to hear a fish of that size in Cape Cod Bay. Usually I'm not getting my first schoolies for another couple weeks here inside Cape Cod Bay off the east end of the canal, a little bit to the north of the east end. So that's really encouraging. It's going to make me want to go grab my pole a little bit earlier, Bruno. And in terms of the start to the season, I know you've got some thoughts on Kind of when that season officially starts, and if we're early or not this year. I think we're like two two weeks early compared to the average season versus last year. I think we're only like a week early versus last year because last year started pretty early, which was surprising because we had a really cold winter. Um, two winters ago, not this last winter, winter before. Um, but it is starting early. But I I, I don't think it's as early as um, it as we really think. I mean, you know, uh, the squitter here, the squid is still a night bite. The day bite is good, but not as good as the night bite. And, you know, looking back at my log of, you know, fishing trips from previous years. The squid bite is typically uh, the first and second week of May. And here we are in the first week of May, and it's starting to get hot. So I do think we're early, but I don't think we're crazy early, like three, four weeks early. I think we're like a week early. Um, the water temperature is still pretty cold. Like I said, 46 degrees in Cape Cod Bay. I mean, uh, the bait's not going to move in until that water temperature gets up, um, and I think I think the squid bite will be red hot next week. I think next week, if you get out there, you'll definitely fill a bucket or two of squid pretty easily off a of hyannis. But I think that uh, after that, the the couple are going to stop moving in, and that's usually the first 
uh, sign of the squid moving out. We'll see how things go. We'll see which way uh, things move from this point on. But it's uh, it's official. The season is amongst us. And Saturday and Sunday look pretty good for um, squid fishing or tarp fishing. So I think we'll see a lot of reports after this weekend. And the last thing I wanted to ask you about, Bruno, is what's going on with you in the dealership as we head into a brand new spring and summer season on Cape Cod? So we're pretty excited to announce that Cape Brown's Mitsubishi is now the local retailer uh, and dealer of Cape Cotter boats. Um, the Cape Cotter is a 19-foot, a 24-foot. comes in two sizes, but the 19-foot Cape Cotter is a center console outboard a 19-foot boat that was actually designed and built um, about 30 years ago right here on Cape Cod. And it is a legendary boat here on Cape Cod. A lot of the commercial striper guys um, swear by them. And um, the mold was picked up by my good buddy Bob Dobius out of Cape Cod of Boats. So we're able to offer this 19-foot center console for under $40,000 with a brand-new outboard. And uh, this is a hand-laid, thick fiberglass, New England-style center console, not a mass-production factory boat. And we have a price so that it's affordable for everybody. So anybody that's ever thought of getting into the boating world and going out and buying their own boat and fishing but don't want to spend 100000 bucks for a boat, but here you go. For $39,000, you're going to have a center console with an outboard, okay, hand-laid fiberglass, made one at a time. And the best part is it's a local boat we, that has a huge track record. And um, we can finance them. With 10% down, we can get your payment of under 300 bucks a month for this boat. So that, that's cheaper than most people's cell phone payment. So it's a great opportunity for people to get into the boating world, and and it's a great start to boat for somebody. That's really exciting. I'm going to have to get down to the dealership and check one of those out. Well, better yet, uh, we'll have our first one here in about three weeks. So we're planning on taking that out and chasing around some stripers with it. So we'll uh, make sure you jump on board, and we're going to get some footage on it, and uh, we'll be able to put it out there for folks to check out. All right, Bruno, lots exciting happening this year at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi and with the podcast. We thank you so much for being part of it all, and we look forward to chatting with you in another couple weeks. All right, sounds great, Kevin. Thank you, and tight lines, everybody. Well, next up on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy A.J. Coots from down at Red Top Sporting Goods in Bourne. A.J., how are you today? I'm doing well, thanks. How about yourself? Welcome to the podcast. I think this is our first time having the pleasure of speaking. It is. It is. Thanks for uh, thanks for inviting us on. We're uh, happy to be on board with you guys. And you guys are located right down on Main Street, Buzzards Bay? Yes, sir. Not too far right from the old canal. Now, I know it's been a, a pretty busy start to the season so far, AJ. Can you give us a little taste of What's kind of been going on in the store? I'll start with Tog. It seems like that bite is kind of on fire over in Buzzards Bay. It is. 
it is. With the exception of the wind, uh, the tog bite has been excellent for the guys braving the wind, getting out on the boats. Uh, they're all they're all getting limits. You know, there is that new uh, there is the new trophy that they installed for regulation this year, so you can only keep one fish over 21 inches. Uh, granted, there's not a ton of fish over 21 inches in in Buzzards Bay, but it's just something to be mindful of for this year. And uh, you know, fortunately this year we've also had a steady source of green crabs, so no issues there for for getting bait and going out. I was just going to ask you about those two very things. So is the is the minimum for togs still unchanged? Is it still 16 inches, I think it was? I believe it, yes. The, the minimum did not change. They just instituted the the trophy. So you can only keep uh, three three fish per person, but one only one of those fish could be over 21 inches. Got it. And you mentioned green crab are kind of the bait of choice this time of year. What are guys picking up in terms of jigs when they come in? That's a great question. Uh, we we definitely do it two ways, and there's no there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's a matter of a, a comfort level and an experience thing. We sell a lot of the uh, the Joe Bag uh, Togzilla jigs. They have a uh, they have a flat bottom, so they lay on the ground nicely and present the crab very well. Um, so we sell a lot of those, and then on the other side of things, we also sell a lot of high low rigs and the guys will either use a jig as the weight or a, a simple bank sinker and uh and use half a crab on each hook like that both ways are effective it's just a matter of preference there's no no right or wrong answers there any tips for finding productive spots in buzzards bay is there kind of a water column of would you say like 15 to 25 feet or do you have to go deeper than that it will it will vary based on the water temperatures, the time of year, and year by year. You know the the piles that you fished last year could be picked over, and you may not find tog on those rock piles. So uh, it's best to be active. Um, and then it's also a gray area because a lot of times if you're if you're getting hits but you're not catching fish, it could be other fish nibbling at your crabs, fighting off the tog to get to your crab. So you don't want to move too quickly, but you don't necessarily want to be fishing the same spot all day and not catching anything. Are you getting any reports of scup, speaking of that topic? Um, I haven't yet. I know it just opened. It opened May 1st, so it did open yesterday. I would assume, given the water temperature and the amount of bait around, that there's going to be plenty of scup around. And uh, with the full moon this weekend, I'm sure... uh, I'm sure plenty of guys will be getting out bottom bounce and we'll have plenty more reports going forward. And when you talk about bait, I'm guessing there's, you know, a lot of squid in the area as well. Yeah, there's there's squid in Hyannis for sure. Um, I'm assuming at this point in time they're already working their way through Woods Hole and up into up into Buzzards Bay. We should definitely be seeing them sooner rather than later. And uh, we have an immense amount of herring in the canal and all the all the rivers in the area, and um, I've actually heard of uh, pogies, adult-sized pogies, which is remarkably early to ever see pogies this this time of year. Speaking of early, I'm hearing there's also some decent-sized slot-striped bass swimming around in Buzzards Bay under some birds as well. Absolutely, yeah, you're you're right on that. The uh, with the amount of bait, with the with the water temps being a, a touch warmer than they typically are this year. I think we can uh, we can expect an early season, and because of that, given end of April, early May, to have slot size. Even I mean, there's probably above slot size fish. I'm pretty sure I've seen a couple on Facebook already 
and that were that were actually this year's fish and not last year's fish. Uh, I think you got a good chance of getting one. Now, if you're targeting, let's say, a, a slot-sized fish, uh, and you're coming into Red Top, uh, what do you guys have already kind of in stock, or what are guys picking up to try to target those fish this early in the season? Yeah, fortunately, um, after dealing with a couple of years of the pandemic, we've made a few purchasing adjustments, and our inventory is looking very good. So if there's something that's hot, I don't expect to run out anytime soon. Given the time of year, I would say the number one go-to bait is the dock, the nine-inch bone spook lure. They uh, they throw them on top of pogey schools and around pogey schools to mimic that, and uh, they year in, year out, continue to crush fish. And with the striper bite kind of already igniting here in early May, are you hearing of any of those fish kind of making it toward that, that west end of the canal? I would say... <clears throat> There's already slot-sized fish all the way mid-canal up to the herring herring run feeding on herring. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, would you say that maybe, you know, the climate shifting and, and the water warming up maybe a little bit quicker, the winters being a little bit more mild, do you think that's igniting the bite for these species a little bit earlier? Absolutely. A hundred percent. We've noticed it slightly a little more every year for the past few years we we tend to see the waters warming up quicker uh it's not like we get a lot of safe ice on cape cod anymore not like we did years ago so i mean that in itself can tell you that it is more mild here during the winter and uh it's a good prediction that the fish will be here earlier than we're say accustomed to and the last thing i wanted to ask you about talking about safe ice on cape cod is I know a lot of guys in the spring are also addicted to the kettle ponds and the freshwater fishing opportunities on Cape Cod. Uh, can you give us an idea of what's going on with the freshwater game? Absolutely. Um, our freshwater fishery is overlooked significantly because of how good our saltwater fishery is. Um, with that being said, the, the state of Massachusetts does an incredible job of stocking trout year in, year out. They stock big ones, small ones, and they stock thousands, if not tens of thousands of fish. So for the guys passing the time over the winter, a lot of fishermen are going to go out and they're going to chase trout. And because we didn't have any, any real skim ice or safe ice, the, the bass guys could get out as well. And they did very well. We weighed in, I would say, maybe six state pin-sized trout, uh, rainbows and browns in the past few weeks well probably close to the past month now all right aj thanks so much for carving out some time on your busy schedule to visit with us and welcome aboard for the podcast season we look very much forward to having you on as a regular contributor absolutely thank you very much for having me and we'll talk to you in a bit our thanks to aj coots from red top sporting goods down in buzzards bay and we've reached basically the midway point of our podcast we still have sam mullen of the goose hummock Lee Bovert from down at Riverview Bait and Tackle. And last but not least, Eddie Kuyumjian of Monomoy Tackle coming up in the second half of today's show. Before we dive into Sam's interview, I just want to take a moment to address the audio quality of the last three guests we have here. Everything will be clear and understandable. My voice will just sound a little bit quieter than normal. I had a little bit of an issue with an echo in my microphone recording these guys. Of course, it's the first podcast of the season, but I've addressed that issue and everything should be good from here on out. So let's dive right into our conversation 
with Sam Mullen of the Goose Hummock. Well, next up on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy Sam Mullen from down behind the counter at the beautiful Goose Hummock shop in Orleans, Massachusetts. Sam, how has your spring been, my friend? It's been very good. Good weather. We had that little tease about two weeks ago. It was like almost 80 every day, and I wish it was like that every day, but hey, it's New England. You know, it's going to be mid-50s. I'll take it. It's good, sunny today, and it's, it's nice. Has the shop been kind of getting progressively busier? Yeah, I got. I just set up my buddy with a nice surf combo here, and uh, he's ready to take it out and go catch some stripers. And, uh, and a few more surf combos this morning, and uh, guys are definitely getting their, gear, their boats geared up too, so it's been good. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about stripers. I'm starting to hear some reports and rumors and some things in the MFCC forum of fish kind of already around, which is really early. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, definitely the Mid-Cape area. We've been hearing more numbers. Uh, Ian's been definitely fishing more of uh, his his home ground around Katuit and uh, Osterville and, uh, and then to Bass River and uh, as far as Herring River. Uh, not so much in Nosset Marshes or anything like that, and we haven't heard anything, and I've been trying, and nothing so far, but definitely Mid-Cape has, has uh, been the bite. And then uh, alongside the bay, a few, few rumors, but nothing crazy. And talk to me a little bit about what else is going on. Is Tog kind of blowing up in the shop or people getting ready yeah. for Haddock, stuff like that? Yeah, Haddock has been here and there, you know, just east of Plymouth, the Stellwagen, and then um, the ground fishing for uh, Tog. I've been hearing some good things about Buzzards Bay. Um, you know, nothing crazy big, but good numbers of fish. And then in the bay, it's all really just short tog. And then flounder has been here, here so, but uh, but as the you know days get warmer, the mud flats will just keep warming up. And so, uh, but the flounders, the guys have been catching them on sea worms and uh, been doing pretty good. But so uh, it's just the start, you know. Next week we'll definitely be in full swing once that water definitely is consistent over 50 degrees, you know. Can you talk to me a little bit about freshwater real quick, Sam? Something I'm not too familiar with, but just kind of light enlighten me on kind of what's going on with the kettle ponds? Yeah, there's been an uh, absolute uh, hammering of uh, broodstock trout in uh, some of the ponds, um, and they've been really good. And then uh, the smallmouth bite's been very good. Um, and then uh, also is uh, the Larry bite, and, uh, you know, fish are still just on that pre-spawn, just about to spawn. So this is like... Right time when you want to get on them with big baits, you know, big bait, big fish, you know, when they're eating herring and trout. So any kind of herring run pond right now is, is your ticket. So, All right. Well, I know you had a long spring. It's good to have everyone back on Cape kind of getting geared up for the season. It was awesome to talk with you, Sam, and I'm sure we'll be chatting with you every couple of weeks as we go through the podcast season this year. That sounds great, Kev. I can't wait for another fishing season. It should be a really good one. Well, next up on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy Lee Boisvert from down behind the counter at beautiful Riverview Bait and Tackle in South Yarmouth. Lee, how are things down at Riverview? Things are uh, starting to crank. I was going to say business must be picking up. Everything's happening. Uh, well, not everything yet, but uh, squid is happening. Uh, schoolies are just approaching the area. Uh, um, Migratory fish. Uh, I've heard chasing the squid or some scupping sea bass already. I've heard mackerel are in the bay, and to dog fishing is getting better in this area. It's still uh, not up to speed, but they, there is some to dog in the area too. And I know you said the tog bite is slowly getting better. Can you give us just a little bit of a walkthrough on what you've heard so far about tog early in the spring here? Well, it's. Uh, Mostly to the west of us, uh, certainly Buzzards Bay, but getting into the rocky areas off uh, the coastline, Hyannis particularly, and 
and um, Great Island and Point Gammon there, and also all that continues out to Bishop and Clerks and all that. Uh, out towards Bass River, they have uh, the Fishing Reef, uh, which has been augmented and, and added to over these last couple of years, so there's plenty of structure there. So that fishing reef is extremely popular now. Uh, yes to tog, but really sea bass uh, and scupper in abundance out there. I know I'm excited to get into May. I'm a, I'm a big sea bass guy myself. How do you think we're going to make out this year with the sea bass bite? Uh, it should be fun. It should be great. Uh, we are in the spawn area. We we have our abundance of sea bass even though they give us a limit because we have to uh, adhere to the northeast state's limits but uh, we have no problem no problem getting sea bass now lee give us a little background on riverview i understand this is your 51st year in operation yeah we're uh, 30 years at our current location uh, uh south yarmouth uh have uh everything from trout to tuna and some archery, hunting, uh, supplies as well. Um, probably the, no, no, not probably. We have the biggest freshwater selection in the area. Uh, we have uh, services for uh, uh, rod and reel service servicing, but gets busy. So uh, that's a tight one at this point of year. You, you can't drop a reel off and get it serviced at this time of year. <laughs> Too busy. And, and Lee, are you guys right on 28 there in South Yarmouth? Yes, a uh, half mile from Bass River uh, into, into Yarmouth. Awesome. Lee, it was a pleasure having you on this very inaugural edition this year of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. And it was a pleasure to meet you, and I look forward to having you, Mac, and your awesome staff on throughout this season. Very good. Thanks for the call. Well, next up on today's edition is our good buddy, Eddie Kuyumjian from Monomoy Tackle. Eddie, how are you today? Doing great, Kevin. How are you? It's great to have you back on the podcast, my friend. Uh, welcome aboard for the 2023 fishing season. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully it's uh, a good start and a good, uh, good, strong season for everybody. Now, I know another passion of yours, Ed, and, and something that's kind of on the doorstep here as we get into May especially, is haddock. Have you given any thought to haddock so far this year? I have been watching the haddock situation, uh, very, very closely because yeah, I, I am eager and anxious to get out for them. And, and there's a couple things I keep my eye on. Um, one is that I, I would really, I really like it when they come inshore or, or closer to shore, uh, for two reasons. One, um, they, they have that, uh, restriction on speed of travel right now because of the whales in Cape Cod Bay. So it takes a lot longer to get, to get out into the deeper water. And then second, the inshore bite, much more sporting. You can use lighter gear, lighter weights, um, and, a, and a, I, in my opinion, a, a greater variety of gear. So I, I've been watching the inshore bite. It hasn't quite materialized yet. Um, the fish seem to still be out in deeper water, either up north near Jeffries and northwest corner of Stellwagen or uh, even east of the bank. I understand you've got some new introductions for 2023, so I just wanted to give you a chance to talk a little bit about what we can kind of expect this season from Monomoy Tackle. The thing I'm, I'm really excited about is um, for the last year and a half or so, I've been working on um, a plug, 
uh, a couple plugs and, and uh, I do have one that's going to be coming out on the site probably in the next week. And um, it's a small, a small plug, about four inches, about three quarter ounce and uh, very excited for it. Uh, Cause it's, it's based on, on the fishing that I do out at Monomoy, but I think it'll be really good for other applications that people may have. All right, Ed, it was a pleasure chatting with you on today's first episode of the podcast. It was an honor having you as, as one of the first guests of the season, and you're going to be a, a prime featured guest as we go throughout the season. So I can't wait to have you on as we move through the spring and early summer and just kind of hear all about your adventures. I'm really looking forward to having you. Me too, Kevin. Thank you. Look forward to visiting with you and uh, hope everybody at MFCC has a great season. Thank you. My thanks to Eddie Kuyumjian of Monomoy Tackle for joining today's program. And thank you to all of our guests that took time out of their busy schedules to pop on today's show, starting with MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins, Bruno Demir from Cape and Islands Mitsubishi, AJ Coots from Red Top Sporting Goods in Buzzards Bay, Sam Mullen from the Goose Hummock Shop in Orleans, Lee Bover from down at Riverview Bait and Tackle in South Yarmouth, and last but not least, Eddie Kuyumjian of Monomoy Tackle. And thanks to you, the listeners, for tuning in to this very first inaugural edition of the 2023 My Fishing Cape Cod podcast sponsored by Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. It was a pleasure to be with you, and like I mentioned, we're going to be having these podcasts weekly as we move through the 2023 fishing season. Feel free to leave us some comments if there's a particular topic that you'd like discussed on the show or perhaps a particular guest you'd like us to have on to discuss something of interest to you. We are more than willing to accommodate in all ears. Ryan and I look forward to your feedback in a great 2023 podcast season. This is your host Kevin Collins signing off and until we chat again next week, tight lines and take care. Thanks for tuning in to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. For the latest local news, information, and fishing reports, be sure to log on to MyFishingCapeCod.com. From all of us at My Fishing Cape Cod, tight lines and take care.